Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by London-based singer-songwriter, musician and composer Jackson Milas, who has been writing the music for Sky Atlantic's acclaimed series Upright with Tim Minchin, uh, which we're going to be discussing today. Jackson, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm good, Colby. How are you doing? Yeah, Thanks good, for having thank me. you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome, man. It's a um, pleasure to be chatting to you today. Um, where are you... Where are you actually joining us from? I know, obviously, mentioned there that you're that you're usually London based, but um, you're not in London today, are you? No, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, got myself a cup of tea in rainy Sydney. I'm here because I just finished up the very project you're, uh, you're you just introduced. Yeah, uh, the, the Tim Minchin series. Mm. Uh, we just wrapped uh, a week or two ago. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So it's all done and dusted now, right? Uh, I believe my job is done. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a casting crew screening, and uh, unfortunately, it'll coincide when I'm back in London, and uh, I'll miss it. But yeah, it's always nice to hear your stuff in a cinema where possible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we talk about that project, uh, Jackson, if you if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just touch on this because I know you kind of, for want of a better phrase, cut your teeth in the industry at uh, Nylon Studios in New York. Tell us a little bit about that time and and sort of. Are you, yeah, I know it was a, a while ago, but when you first kind of decided you wanted to to pursue a career in in music, well, I was sort of uh, working at a studio, and they, um, you know, as an engineer, you know, making coffees or whatever, um, yeah. a junior, and then I was sort of working for this in their studio in New York, which is a long story, but essentially, I was uh, writing my own music on the side while I was working, uh, while I had that job, yeah. And everyone around me, all the other composers, were very, very supportive and um, encouraging of me to pursue that music. And they seemed to think it had some sort of a special quality. And uh, that became my first band, High Highs, which was which took up eight years of my life. Uh, oh, wow. And I was in New, uh, based in New York for the majority of that, and London towards the end, but touring mostly. And that was that was that really. Yeah, sounds like juggling quite a lot of things from from the off really you're kind of used to that uh yeah i suppose so yeah well well certainly the idea of of juggling uh being a composer for the screen and being in a being a recording artist sure. or being in a band or whatever that is yeah, yeah and touring and yeah yeah absolutely those things um you've worked on a bunch of i want to talk about your tv and film score work because you've you've worked on a bunch of um you know pretty high profile award-winning scores have you got any highlights or particularly memorable projects from over the years jackson that that kind of have really stuck with you going forward and have sort of informed your informed your process if that if that makes sense Mm, interesting um this has been quite a recent thing for me because being in a band took up a lot of my my life and, um, and, and, and touring, as I was saying. Yeah. And then it was only when I started making a sort of a different type of music for myself that, um, I suppose I attracted the interest of a, a, an amazing, um, some amazing, uh, group of composers back here in Sydney that, um, they were sort of encouraging me to, to look at that side of the business again and explore writing for the screen yeah so it's been just a thrill after a thrill really uh as soon as i got in touch with them it's called sonar music and it's um working with to answer your question working with composer anthony partos who's 
maybe Australia's finest composer. Um, he's sort of a mentor for me, and that's been an amazing um, experience, both for mm-hmm. writing for the screen and my own music. It's okay. been very interesting. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, and and this collaboration with Tim Minchin, has that been quite a recent thing? Um, and, and how... I understand you guys have been working together for a little while, but when did that when did that first come about, Jackson? And and what's it like working with him? Well, it, initially we 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 pitched on on working on the series, so we didn't know Tim before, and it sort of came through. And the show is about a man driving an upright piano across Australia. Mm. At least series one is. And they said very explicitly, we don't want piano. It's too obvious. No piano in the score. Mm. And then we thought, well, what can we do? Uh, and we thought, what if we go 100% piano to the <laughs> point where it's so inside the piano and just messed up and be distorted and whatever and yeah. abstracted that you don't even recognize it as piano. And, and that's what we did. And that's kind of what got us the job. Okay. Uh, and that was a very that was sort of an interesting thing. So when you listen to the score in series one, it doesn't all sound like piano, but it at some point was. And uh, I think that's why Tim was kind of excited about working with us. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was it was kind of a risky move. Yeah, but I think it paid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you? When you say it sounds like it's piano, but it doesn't sound like piano, do you mean you just kind of added a bunch of distortion and just really kind of made it sound a bit abstract? What did you? How did you kind of approach that? Yeah. Well. Well. Technically speaking, I, I work in Ableton for this for upright. Yeah. Uh, I don't always work in Ableton, but I find it good for for getting weird quickly. Okay. And <laughs> there's a there's many tools in there. There's uh, a lot of it is about pitching. Just yeah. the pitch, and a lot of it is about um, the Max MSP patches that come with Ab- that you can get with Ableton. Okay. There's one called Granulator, which focuses in on a really specific part of the waveform, and suddenly you have a whole new instrument from uh, one random whack of the piano that you recorded in audio, and yeah. you never really know how you find sounds. Just kind of experimenting, uh, but, uh, right? Just seeing what sticks, he- yeah. Exactly, and it's it's really messy for a while, and then it all comes together, and you refine it. How was uh how was it actually working with Tim, kind of on a personal level as well? Were you kind of you know collaborating on this stuff on a on a kind of regular basis, and and you know exchanging ideas and all that kind of stuff? Well, I was a little nervous at the start because obviously he's sort of a, some sort of a genius, <laughs> a musical genius on some level. Yeah. And a different, very different type of musician to me, uh, obviously. Um, it, but it turns out that he's wonderful. I mean, he's, I had no reason to worry whatsoever. He was the first person to sort of say, I can't do score. And I don't know if he tried to do it himself or not. I'm sure he could have done it, but he's a maximalist. He's a big visionary sort of thinker yeah. and he thinks on big scale big scales and I think score often exists more in the subtle world yeah. and you need to dr- really focus on a scene and draw out the subtle emotions that are there and let them unfurl and he probably just can't, he probably just, he's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, he's chill. He's awesome. Good, good, good. 
Um, is there any particular? Is there a particular scene in Upright um, in that first series that you're kind of really looking forward to seeing on the big screen when now it's now it's done and um, I imagine that's kind of an accomplishment in itself. But then, like you said earlier, seeing your work uh, on the big screen must be really quite gratifying um is there like i say is there any particular scene you're looking forward to um that, that you know you enjoyed working on and, you, and you're in, you're looking forward to seeing how that translates to the screen absolutely i mean i suppose there's two sides to the show there's this sort of um wild uh sort of experimental side and then there's this sort of incredible um depth of emotion mm. so i'd say there's two there's there's a couple in each camp really that I really love the most, but probably in episode one of series two, which we just finished, yeah. uh, we spent a day working with Lawrence Pike, who's in my opinion Australia's finest jazz drummer, mm. uh, and he was sort of experimenting, and we we basically recorded him playing a drum kit in the most abstract way possible, mm. a little bit like the, how we approached with the piano in series one, and he gave us a lot of stuff and then I refined it and refined it and refined it. And then that kind of uh, is the underscore for all the dialogue in episode one, which is a high tent, a very tense episode. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to hearing how that translates. That's it's a really, uh, it was difficult and it was ambitious and I think, I think we pulled it off, but yeah. got to hear it. <laughs> yeah, It's weird. It's a weird one. Yeah, no, it sounds, in- it sounds interesting, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to um to watch it myself. Yeah, and to listen. Well, to myself. well, he's in, Lawrence is in a band called Sun Waves, which um, I know they're partially based in the UK. Yeah, and um they they definitely have a presence over there. Okay, cool. they're amazing. Cool, cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um your own music, if that's all right, Jackson. Um, the Bay sure. the Bayfire you released uh, last month, a couple of weeks ago. Um. And I know your previous singles this year have been doing really well, been picking up a load of radio time, which is fantastic. Um, you know, mm. picking up attention in all the right places. Did you, with this track, The Bayfire, um, did you approach it perhaps a little bit differently to some of your previous projects? I know there's a lot of, uh, a bit of organic instrument- instrumentation in there, but there's also some uh, electronic sound in production. Um mm. Yeah, tell us about how how you kind of approached it in that sense. Well, in the production sense, it was about taking stuff away. I had all these – I went through a phase of of reaching out to talented friends that I knew to play on my record. So there's a sound in there that um, is a pitch-down saxophone uh, by Troy Sims, who's a New York-based saxophonist, and it sounded kind of like a ship. And that's when I think this idea of maybe painting a bit of a picture of the of the sound, of the the story of the song in the production kind of came about without really trying. So mm. there's something that sounds like a ship. There's something that sounds like a satellite, and it's all sort of reflected in the lyrics. Yeah. So I think I don't know. It wasn't it, it wasn't like I was working really hard on this idea, but I just wanted to let all these ideas sort of sit, and they all seem to feed the narrative yeah and i think that's kind of what the whole aim was and then just left it left it kind of alone left it pretty pure yeah and direct yeah do and that's f- all also ableton and yeah 
experimenting with stuff with audio do you feel like having worked on tv and film stuff uh that's kind of had a bit of a knock-on in a sense of like your own music is quite cinematic now and you tend to go lean in towards that that kind of vibe well i hadn't really thought about it that way but maybe (laughs) (laughs) um yeah just thinking you know having worked on something that's very narrative in its core um and you mentioned i know uh your upcoming album um blue terror is going to have kind of that narrative running through it as albums do um i just thought maybe you know it might have a little bit of a um uh an influence there uh definitely yeah. definitely yeah yeah um but the final single that's coming out uh end of this month yes is a it's a pop song okay i mean there's no two ways of, it's got it's a bit jazzy but it's i think i always have to do that at some point sure it it you know i don't think i could ever fully disappear into i love melody and i love singing and i love sort mm-hmm. of um yeah, but this is de- you definitely. I think you're right. <laughs> hadn't hadn't I hadn't I hadn't arrived at that myself, but it's probably obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what is your what is your uh, general process, Jackson? I know, obviously, depending on what kind of song, uh, what kind of project you're working on, that must vary quite a lot. But um, you mentioned you like working with melodies uh, and that kind of stuff. Do you do you generally use that as a starting point, or do you start with some chords or is it more lyrically driven how does it kind of start for you um it's usually just a mood and a feeling that yeah you get drawn towards a certain instrument on that day yeah uh a lot of the time and it'll be chords and just kind of having the mic on with headphones on and just kind of maybe that maybe i've established that maybe there's like a loop a little bit of an atmosphere as well. It's not just, you know, me and the, the instrument. There's kind of something else yeah. on loop or something. And I just lose myself in that. And it'll either be a lot of the time piano lately. And maybe that's where the cinematic thing comes in because I've been playing more piano, but yeah. Than guitar. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. The, um, so I've, I've, I've watched the video for the Bay fire, which is quite, in, it's quite intense, quite, um, quite uh kind of immersive with kind of all the kind of flashback clips and everything in there um and i know that's going to be the second of three videos which you mentioned um the track that's coming out at the end of this month and the album's coming out next month is that right yeah exactly yeah um tell us a little bit about if you don't mind uh the kind of vibe you've gone for i mean you've touched on this already obviously but the kind of overall the kind of overall narrative and, and the vibe you've gone for on the album and, and, and how that narrative kind of uh, progresses through the, uh, through the record. Wow. Um, really, I think making videos is, is I do think you have to let go a little bit of, of it's, an, it's actually a part of the joy I think is where you actually start to share your album with somebody else. Mm. Um, unless you, you know, there are, artists that direct their own videos but I love just sort of sending my song to a friend or whoever someone I admire and seeing what they make of it so the Bayfire is my friend Andrew doing what he wants to do 
And the flashbacks that you are talking, alluding to in the video are actually Super 8 footage that he shot in Cuba. I wasn't there. Yeah. And that's his wife who plays my sort of love interest in yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love that. You know, I love when those kinds of things. That's cool, yeah. Sort of. Uh, but there's, you know, and then I suppose there's, there's these, both these videos have a cinematic quality, the first two, sorry. Um, have a more direct cinematic quality that are just quite honest and mm. um, and direct. And then this final video that's coming out next month, uh, sorry, end of this month, is much more an explosion of colour and much more um, psychedelic, I would say, Okay. and bizarre. Okay. So there's there are a few different sides to the record. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds interesting. Um, we'll have to send it to you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Please do. Mm. Um, what else have you got in the pipeline, Jackson? Have you um, obviously you mentioned you've you've toured a lot uh, in the past? Is that something that you're that you're looking to revisit? Have you done any of that uh, kind of this year, or is you know now the world's opened up again, or most places have opened up again? Um, is that something that you're that you're thinking about doing some shows, maybe? Absolutely. Well, it's 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 not only the world's opened back up again, but it's also it seems like everybody on planet Earth is touring or wanting to tour. Mm, mm. And um, I'm doing you know launch shows in in London, and then I'll do one in Sydney. Okay. Uh, closer to the Christmas time, and then in the new year there'll be some shows. Um, but in terms of what I've got coming up, I'm. I feel a little bit chained to the studio sometimes. Mm. <laughs> um, there's, I can't, the thing is I can't actually, I don't think I can talk about anything, but I do on my, um, my personal projects, I have a, a, a collaboration with a new artist that I've never, who I've never worked with before, which is very interesting. Awesome. Uh, who's awesome. comes from a much more electronic background. So that's going to be interesting if that, see how that develops, but I'm enjoying that at the moment. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, I think that's uh, a nice place for us to leave it, Jackson. It sounds like there's lots to um, lots keeping you busy at the moment, um, which is great, <laughs> which is great. Um, and uh, and obviously the uh, the album drops just on the horizon, which is which is awesome. Um, and I'm sure it'll be received very well. But but thank you so much for uh, taking a bit of time out to chat to me about all this. Um, it's been a it's been a real pleasure catching up and yeah thanks again absolutely likewise yeah all good man good talking it's, to you colby and you and you all the best with uh with everything that's going on at the moment jackson and um hopefully we'll catch up very soon love to all right cheers take, colby. take care man cheers See ya. headliner radio supporting the creative community